0: Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to, next, to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our garden. Every week we'll be looking at a different bird, and this week we'll be looking at the second of our winter thrushes, the wonderful field fair. The harsher the winter weather, the more likely you are to have field fairs in your garden. These visiting thrushes from Scandinavia stay in Britain for longer than most migrants, arriving in October and leaving again in late May, and they tend to prefer open fields in which they forage. When times are rough, however, and snow has fallen, they will follow redwings into even the most urban of gardens, in a desperate hunt for berries, fallen fruit and, of course, beater and ball bird foods. Peter and Paul in full song and Peter and Paul mealworm mix are among your best bets for encouraging them. Though with field fairs the redder the food the better. So a little Peter and Paul berry and bug suet pellets are also worth trying. The field fare is somewhat sophisticated bird. Larger than Britain's other thrushes, its pencil grey head and rich chestnut back lend it to a somewhat debonair look an image that's immediately shattered as soon as the bird takes flight. On the wing it barks out a rather manic sounding series of cacks as it thrusts itself along with a few rapid wing beats, then closes its wings and glides like a missile. Gregarious creatures, field fairs hang around together in groups of at least 30 birds and sometimes as many as 200. You can often see them mixed with other members of the thrush family, ...red wings, missile thrushes and sometimes even blackbirds... ...as they rove around the fields foraging for worms, slugs, spiders and insects. These birds truly work as a team... ...covering the ground like Royal Marines clearing a minefield... ...leaving not even a square centimetre unexamined. As the day draws close, they fly up en masse to their chosen sites, ...where once again they appear to be birds with military training... If you're ever lucky enough to see a field fair's roosting, have a good look. They'll be facing the same way, like any army viewing the distant target. What they are actually doing is facing the wind, in case they're disturbed and have to make a quick getaway. This large thrush goes by different names in other countries. But our name for it, fieldfare, comes from the Anglo-Saxon word, Field which means Traveller of the Fields. The field fair is similar to a missile thrush, but more upright. It has a blue-grey head, a paler grey rump, red-brown wings, a black tail, heavier spotting below and a yellow ochre wash across the chest. Adult male and female field fairs are similar in appearance, except that the female is generally duller and browner. The juveniles lack the grey head and are duller. The call of the fieldfare, which they do a lot, is very distinctive and has been likened to that of a chicken with a chuck, 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 which carries very well and can often be the first indication of a flock of field fairs passing high overhead. The song consists of a low squeaky warble. Under four pairs of field fairs now nest in the UK, making this bird a breeding rarity and a red-listed species in the Birds of Conservation Concern review. The breeding season starts in May in Poland, but further south in Scandinavia may not start until early July. The female field fair builds a cup-shaped nest with no attempts at concealment. The location is often in woodland, but may be in a hedgerow, garden, among rocks, in a pile of logs, in a hut or on the ground. Field fairs usually nest in close proximity to others of the same species. The nest is built of dried grass and weeds, with a few twigs and a little moss, with a lining of mud and an inner lining of finer grasses. There is usually five to six variable coloured eggs in a clutch, but occasionally three, four, seven or eight eggs are laid. Many are pale blue speckled with fine brown spots and resemble those of the common blackbird. Others are bright blue, with or without large red-brown splotches. Incubation starts before all the eggs are laid and lasts for 13 to 14 days. The female does all or most of the incubation. The chicks are fed by both parents and are usually ready to leave the nest after fourteen to sixteen days. The humble field fair may only be the size of a blackbird, but like Amir Khan, you don't have to be a heavyweight to be aard. If an egg predator, magpie, crow, raven, grace woodpecker, enter the breeding grounds, the feisty field fair teams up with its mates, and the mob mounts an aerial attack. Then they unleash their very own WMD, Poo. It's like dropping bombs. It can even be fatal for an egg predator, and death by poo really wouldn't be the nicest way to go. They've even been known to attack well-meaning Peter and Paul developers when I went to see them in their breeding grounds in Hungary. But why do field fairs come all the way to Britain to overwinter? If you get a chance to watch a flock of fieldfares in the hedgerow, you may get some clues. They often send gobbling up fruit and berries like fallen apples, berries, hawthorn berries and rose hips. In cold years, when winter weather is harsh, hundreds of thousands of fieldfares pour into the UK in search of these fruits after eating up their supplies in their home countries. When you've come all that way for a bite of eat, you might become a little protected of your food field fairs, as well as missile thrushes are famous for guarding a favorite fruit tree or berry bush for weeks at a time even chasing much bigger birds and people away from it to attract field fairs into your garden you should try leaving fallen fruit in the garden over winter and see if one claims the stash you may also want to try some peter and paul in full song one of the few foods likely to attract these birds to your garden We've all got a garden bird favourite, haven't we? And for a lot of people, that bird would be the robin. You might even buy live or dried mealworm as a treat for your special robin friend. And that's a lovely thing to do, and I would never discourage anyone from doing it. But robins are omnivores. They do have an insect portion of their diet, but they also require fruit and seeds as part of a balanced diet. So if you want to keep your robin fit and healthy, you should be making sure you're feeding everything a robin needs. Peter and Paul, in full song. And if you do feed in full song, you won't be just helping robins, but a whole host of other wonderful songbirds in your garden. Blackbirds, song thrush, dunnock and of course field fairs, just to name a few. This mix can be fed all year round from a bird table or from the ground and is packed full of succulent fruit, dried mealworms, pinhead oatmeal, peanut granules and of course the plumpest sunflower hearts. You might as well think it's a blend of fruit and nut muesli for birds, and <laughs> indeed it comes very close. Like all Peter and Paul mixes, In Full Song has added new travio. A natural seed coating which is not only a fantastic energy source but it also inhibits bacterial growth so can help prevent birds picking up common bugs like Salmonella and E. coli. It has also been created to provide your garden birds with a more complete style of meal and that could be the difference for your birds surviving in your garden and thriving. Just getting back to field fairs. Well, fillfares tend to remain in their breeding grounds in Scandinavia and continental Europe until food sources such as rowan berries have run out. Once the berry crop on the continent has been exhausted, the birds will arrive in the UK to make the most of our milder winters. These large, beautiful thrushes usually start to arrive in the UK from mid September to mid October. And by the end of the winter, there can be up to 750,000 individuals here. Once the field fair has arrived in the UK, it heads to open agricultural land to hunt for invertebrates such as earthworms. These birds tend to be nomadic, moving around the country as they use up their food sources. And as food sources run out, and when the winter begins to bite, they will usually journey south and west across Britain, in search of milder weather. They are social birds, as we already mentioned, and can be found in large flocks, occasionally mixing with other thrushes or starlings. Most field fairs have left the UK by late April, but a few pairs remain to breed in northern Britain. The field fair is specially protected, as it is such a rare breeding bird in Britain. In the 1990s it looked as if the westward expansion of breeding fieldfares may reach Britain, but this is no longer seems likely. All the more reason to feed them well in our gardens. Whether you live in the town or country, you can help look after field fairs and other garden birds by providing a wildlife-friendly garden that includes water and having the very, very best foods available for them, foods like Peter and Paul. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com. Pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores and the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk. Well that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this look at field fairs. For further birds please continue to check out the stream and I look forward to speaking to you soon.